for being with us again for another edition of the HR Grapevine podcast. My name is Kieran Howells, the head of content here at HR Grapevine. But today you have a different voice. We are going to hand over the reins to Serena Hathatua. She is a member of the HR Grapevine team, but also a podcast regular whose name you probably recognise. This week, she is sitting down with Damon Anderson, the UK MD of Employment Hero, and they're going to have a really lovely conversation about talent, about tech, and of course, 2024 impending on us all. So it's going to be a brilliant conversation. I'm very much looking forward to listening. Stay with us. And thank you for joining us again for another episode of the HR Grapevine podcast. I'm Serena Hathatua and I am your host for today. And I am joined by Damon Anderson, UK Managing Director at Employment Hero. Damon has over 20 years experience delivering digital products and new technology in the professional and financial services sector and has witnessed the way tech advancements drive innovation within businesses. And that's what we're going to get into today. We're going to delve into what technology could be driving innovation in the HR industry in 2024. So I'm going to hand over to you now, Damon. Thank you so much for joining us. If you could just give us a bit more of an in-depth introduction to yourself. Oh, thanks very much, Serena. And it's great to great to be here. Um, so yeah, a little bit about myself. Um, I'm a Kiwi originally, been in the UK for 20 years now, so proudly live in Dorset. Um, and uh yeah, managing director for employment hero. Um, it's um it's yeah, I've been here about four months now, uh, and it's just a fantastic, it's been a fantastic experience so far. Um, what we do is we provide an all-in-one cloud product for businesses to manage all aspects of employment. So be it finding and recruiting talent, onboarding talent, um, providing employee engagement, training, learning, and development. And crucially, paying their staff uh, in real time with, with our integrated payroll solution. So we're pretty unique in that regard. Relatively new um, business. We only were founded nine years ago. We've been operating in the UK for the last three. But um, it's pretty uh, pretty exciting time because we've uh, amassed over 300,000 businesses now. We have about 2 million uh, active users on our platform and something like about 900 employees globally. So, uh, yeah, pretty exciting time. Uh, And, uh, yeah, great to be here. Thanks for the introduction. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. And um, some of the things we're going to get into today really touch on some very exciting new innovations within technology that we're going to see within the sector in 2024. And one of those big innovations is something that a lot of businesses are integrating into their company, which is shifting away from monthly pay slips to a pay at any time strategy. And so I'm wondering for our audience members who don't know what that is, would you be able to maybe explain what that is, but then also say the positive effects this can have on an employee's well-being? 
Yeah, totally. So yeah, this is a bit of a trend um, and often referred to as earned wage access. So it's kind of doing away with the traditional monthly payday. Um, you know, the, the, that's been around for a, quite a long time. And it's sort of, it's, I guess it's the traditional way of paying people is paying them monthly. It's, it's easier. Um, it, you can manage cash flow and like it, it allows businesses to sort of like simplify kind of the clunky payroll process, which often takes a lot of time. Um, but it can be very stressful for employees. Um, you know, there are there's so many cases where, you know, those just covering everyday bills or unexpected bills can come up. Uh, there was a interesting um, poll that I think it was my voucher code did uh, earlier this year, which showed that I think it was um, 86% of the 2000 people that responded um, said that they had a period of the month where they had nothing to live on. Um, and then when you dug into that, that could be a, a, almost a full week where you've actually got nothing, nothing to live on. And that's kind of pretty, pretty um, scary when you think about it. And the solution to that is usually short term loans. It could be credit cards, payday loans, buy now, pay later schemes. And actually, at the moment, we've got record interest rates. So there's a like what this is about is actually giving uh, your employees the opportunity to kind of take control of their finances and get access to the money that they've earned. That they have they've 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 put their blood, sweat, and tears in. They've earned it, and they should be able to access it. So, with the right technology, this is um, putting the employer kind of at the heart of consumer finance especially now when um when consumers probably need it the most with with cost of living uh and, and and all the challenges that come with that so um i think the to to your question around the benefits this is about having a competitive advantage more and more businesses are offering these sorts of benefits but this really helps to provide wellness financial well-being and remove stress from your employees which makes for a more productive workplace but equally, it reduces the administrative burden because there are lots of HR teams that are doing this at the moment in ad hoc ways. And so actually having technology that can support that is not only a benefit to your employees, but it's a benefit to your processes. That's really interesting hearing that sort of double-edged benefit to both employees and employers as well. Thanks, Damon. When we think about technological advancements in the new year, we can't talk about this subject area without mentioning AI. How can employers use AI to recruit the best candidates for the job roles that they have, do you think? Recruitment is a very, very challenging part of the, the whole employment journey for businesses and many of the businesses we speak to. In fact, we did we uh, released a report called the State of Recruitment Report recently, and we looked at like the cost of recruitment. And so between 2022 and 2023, the cost of recruitment went up 68%. And it's at something like £3,000, it's over £3,000 per person. And that's on average, it's higher in like white collar roles where like, you know, recruiter fees come into it in a lot of cases. Um, and so higher salaries have been driving that. I think, you know, you've you've just seen like the general inflationary like um, impact on salaries. But second and third on the cost list there was job posting costs. So job boards and recruiter fees. Um, and if you think about like recruitment, it's kind of like the idea of it, you post a job on a job board, you pay a fee, you don't, you know, whether, whether you hire that person or not, and you've got to hope that that person finds that job board. It's kind of like the whole system really is a bit broken. 
Um, so technology, I think, is perfectly placed to kind of intervene in, in, in that process. And AI really helps. And there's already a bunch of stuff that, that we do on our product today where AI is used to support recruitment, like auto-generating job descriptions, for example. So, you know, like a lot of the time spent actually recruiting is, you know, designing job description. You can do that pretty much at a couple of clicks of a button and you can spin up job descriptions and they can get better and better as they learn about your company and learn about your roles and look at the other roles inside the organization. You know, one of the things we've recently rolled out is a product called Smart Match. And so what, what this is doing is like looking at the existing roles inside a company. So knowing the different types of roles that you have. And what Smart Match can do is go out and source candidates in the market and actually give businesses a short list of the next potential hires. Um, so that's like, you know, that's before you've even posted a job ad. Um, you're already getting kind of like that short list of candidates. And uh, and that's where kind of AI and automation is like fast tracking the opportunity to kind of like you know enter that recruitment process and once you've once you've got those candidates you see one in there you can click on that it goes straight into the application tracking and and then and then that process moving forward so there's just a couple of examples of things we're doing today there's a whole host more there'll be things like you know talent assessment so you know, like like removing bias from ap the application process and focusing on like the science and the application process, the qualifications of that person, their experience. Uh, oftentimes, bias can kind of get in the way of creating strong shortlists. Um, and the, and the list goes on. You know, predictive analytics on on the likelihood of an employee being successful. Even things like facial recognition and in interviews. We do a lot of interviews on screens these days. And so I think, um, yeah, looking ahead to 24, I think you're going to continually see more and more um, of that, like AI and just baseline automation, um, help to remove the burden and the the long lead times it takes to kind of get those candidates shortlisted and get them to a point where we where you're offering them roles. Mm -hmm. Yeah, by the sounds of it, it, it really seems as though AI does so much or can do so much of the heavy lifting when it comes to recruitment. And like you said, can really aid so many of the age old issues that recruiters have had in terms of attracting diverse candidates and constructing job advertisements that will appeal to those candidates as well. So in terms of recruitment more generally, I think one of the biggest challenges recruiters and HR directors have had in recent years since the great resignation and, and the pandemic is getting employees back into work, especially those who did resign during the pandemic. So what role can tech have in encouraging employees or those workers who aren't working anymore to get back into work? Yeah, this was a this was a massive topic. Actually, about four or five weeks ago, um, I met with the UK Prime Minister's advisors at number 10. And it was um it was fascinating because we were talking about like, you know, kind of unemployment, you know, unemployment's low still, but it's starting to rise. And I think you know, there's a real, you know, there is that real kind of concern around, you know, how we make sure that people that have moved out of the big cities or or have like, you know, taken a step back, how, how we, how we get them back into the, into the job market. Uh, and that was, that was big on the minister's mind. I think the first, and it's probably quite obvious, but it's just the, 
you know, what the pandemic showed was businesses that were set up with like, you know, on the cloud, I guess, and being and having connected software, sort of they moved ahead where other businesses that had struggled to make that technology shift struggled, like sort of lagged behind because, you know, you relied on people being able to be connected to the internet to continue to work. So the first and obvious role that tech has is like, um, is, is and businesses has continuing to focus on, you know, are, are the systems that you're bringing in proper cloud systems that are connected and that enable people to work in real time? Um, because wherever there is internet, anywhere globally, um, and not for all roles, but for a lot of roles, you can continue to work. And I say global as well, because, you know, um, you know, uh, there's also a trend for um, hiring abroad, you know, with uh, employee of record products. And we have a global talent product, for example. And so, you know, like a lot of the staff we have here that work in the UK work all over the world, uh, as long as they're working in the time zones that we need, we need them to. So I think um, wherever there's internet, you can work anywhere globally. And that's the baseline technology. There's huge benefits to that. It's about being able to hire the best people that aren't constrained by travel, aren't constrained by their personal circumstances. Mobility could be an issue. There's amazing, talented people that have disabilities or, you know, just can't commute, can't travel for whatever reason, let alone like one of the big areas that I'm quite passionate about is returning mums that, that are trying to get back into work. And, you know, they've got to juggle a lot after you go off and do the most important job in the world of bringing a, you know, a human being on, on the earth and then, you know, getting back into the workplace can be really daunting. And so technology sort of really helps um, to encourage and create a, an easier way to be able to get back into, back into work. So I think there's so many, so many benefits that just technology is able to offer. And, you know, we see it at Employment Hero, but what's really cool is seeing, um, seeing all the businesses that we work with, you know, embrace that and uh, and be able to kind of generate jobs and 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 sort of tackle what is likely to be an unemployment challenge in the future. Yeah, and on the subject of engagement, this has, of course, been a really immense challenge for so many businesses, especially in the past couple of years. Employee demands are changing so quickly and in such dramatic ways. So from your perspective, how do employers keep all employees engaged and empowered to do their job in the new year? Yeah, like this is really important for me. I mean, I'm the managing director of a, like a large um, software business, and uh, you know we have well over a hundred people in the UK on the ground now, and we're a hundred percent remote. So you have that flexibility, but on the other side of that, that you know there is also the challenge of communication and staying connected. And so I think you know it's a double edged sword. There's probably three things I think that stand out for me when I think about employee engagement. The first is like, listen to your employees. I The thing I've learned is that in any business problem or any opportunity in a business, usually like, like the answers lie with the people. Like they, you know, they certainly don't lie with me all the time. You know, a lot of it's about listening and things like employee surveys. You know, we do a pulse survey like every few weeks not a end of year survey, you know, one of those kind of classic, you know, um, sort of end of year top ups of how things have gone. Staying connected regularly with pulse surveys, I think, is incredibly important. Um, survey, but also to take action when feedback is clear. Technology, obviously, that 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 provides and supports that. So that's one is employee engagement surveys. The second is probably um, setting clarity on expectations. Part of the challenge in 
not all being together is like knowing am I doing a good job you know have I got clear goals have I got like frequent one-to-ones have I got good feedback loops peer feedback and again like a good system uh, a good HR system set up correctly can support with that clarity on expectation but probably the most important of all of those would be development and growth you know so as a leader, I think, and as a as an HR profession, you know, the the part of the real, you know, the thing we love about this job is actually supporting someone with their personal aspirations, but you've got to know what they are. And and you know, that kind of grow coaching model of the goal, the reality, the options, and the way forward. Oftentimes the options are learning and development. And so again, technology can support that with a learning management system where actually, you know, often I've been in development planning conversations and going, well, like, do I need to go get a course? And it's like, well, no, actually we can set up courses for our staff to help them with some of those like development areas. And this is really important. So I think uh, employee engagement surveys, real clarity on expectations and development through learning management is uh, probably the three things that I think uh, all businesses should think about. Yeah, those are some really important points there. And I just want to touch on, so one of the the things that you said was introducing questionnaires into your strategy to understand what your employees want. But in a more comprehensive way, can you explain the role that tech can have in understanding your employees and really getting to know what, what they want, essentially, in order to make their experience better at work? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a few measures that you can look at. And obviously, like there's EMPS, there's probably like the critical measure in terms of like measuring, you know, so the net promoter score, does this person, would they refer that a friend to come and work within that organization? And then there's a whole bunch of other other measures about like, do I know what, how my role contributes to the growth of the organization? So actually systematically working out like the key questions you want to ask, asking them um, and then and then measuring that regularly and frequently to spot changes. And I think larger organizations where you have lots of different uh, managers and leaders spotting where there might be an issue in a particular function, you know, and, and, and oftentimes it can be pretty clear that there is a function that is struggling with a certain aspect of uh, employee engagement from any one of those measures that you can agree up front. And so, you know, technology, so, you know, like at Employment Hero, we have a, um, we have the facility to be able to kind of build out surveys. There are templates that you can use that use some of those like standard measures and you can deploy those across your organization and then get like reporting feedback. So you can spot like issues and deal with them um, in, in real time. So and communicate in the platform on those issues. And I think that's really important. The worst thing you can do is take feedback and do nothing about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so having a platform that enables you to kind of continually keep that conversation going is super important. Mm-hmm. I really uh, like what you said there about making sure that you change the questions every single time you put them out, because I think that acknowledges the fact that the desires of your employees grow and change throughout the year, but even year on year. And especially as you're recruiting more people or the company is changing demographically, that's a really important aspect to include in in the tech as well. And that brings us sadly to our final question for you. And I just want to pick your brain a little bit on any advice you might have for our audience on how they can utilize tech to boost their employee experience in the new year. 
Yeah, it's, it's a good question because, you know, like I have a lot of conversations with like prospective customers and customers around like our solutions. And what's what surprises me a lot is, you know, a lot of the questions are about the processes, and like the, 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 the features that support doing HR. And, and oftentimes when it comes to the employee experience, so what does the actual employee experience in our solution? That comes like down the list. We have a product called Swag, which is which is an app, but it's also an online tool. And that's completely designed around the employee experience. So they can go in and, you know, kind of manage their leave, see their pay slips, do one-to-ones, timesheets, like, you know, look at their schedule, their roster, feet, like all, all the sorts of stuff that you can imagine. And it's just, it is surprising that that can often be an afterthought, you know, like starting with like, what's the employee experience first? Um, and, you know, looking at technology that that is focused and curated around that, not completely in, ab- in absence of all the other like bells and whistles that you need to basically do payroll effectively and remove like, you know, and automate your workflows. But like start with the employee first and work back from there. That for me feels like probably the single biggest thing that I would love to see and, uh, and certainly something that is uh, important to us at Employment Hero. Great. Thank you so much, Damon. That's a really good point to finish on. Start with the employee first when you go into the new year. That is our final question. So that brings us to the end of the podcast. Thank you so much, Damon, for joining us today. It's been a really great conversation. Thank you very much, Serena. Well, there you have it. Another amazing conversation with a brilliant expert this week. Thank you so much to Damon for speaking to us. It was such a pleasure to hear about all of his experience, a wealth of knowledge within the talent space. And to you, our listeners, thank you so much for sticking with us. It's always a pleasure to have you along for the ride. And of course, we will be back for another edition of the HR Grapevine podcast very soon. Thanks so much.